This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Marjorie Pennant. I'm Elizabeth Race. This is Best of the Nest, the podcast that's all about creating strong, comfortable, beautiful nests that prepare us to fly. Hello, darling. Hello, my friend. Are you going to start a little skincare routine right now in this moment? Are we doing a live skincare podcast? (laughs) Yes, we are. I'm going to use the um, Botanical Reversal Mask from Pour Moi. The presenting so, sponsor of Best mm-hmm. to the Nest of our podcast, Pour Moi Climate Smart Skincare, which is, of course, luxury skincare from France that happens to be beautifully affordable. It's proven for anti-aging results. And make sure you use that code so you can get the same mask that Marjorie is using. It's BEST, B-E-S-T. You'll get an extra 20% off. And you can use it on the kits, too. I got to remind everybody, like... Get the kits because they're already marked down when they do like these sets and then use our code and then you get the extra discount. Go to pourmoiskincare.com. That's P-O-U-R-M-O-I skincare.com. And that is the mask that has jasmine flowers in it. I love it. And it smells like heaven. And then it's going to protect your skin from the blue light that is pounding off of your computer right now. Yeah. It actually says the pro tip on this one. Is if you spend expensive time in front of a screen without a blue light screen protector, use daily for two minutes as an instant skin protector. And I was doing this in um, November. I was doing that because I, between work and class, I probably in front of the computer 12, 13 hours a day easily. Yeah. It- <laughs> I know. Sorry. That's the appropriate response. That's, so we have to yeah. let everybody know it's late Monday night. Our podcast drops early Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, for obvious reasons, life feels a bit surreal right now. And so yeah. I just texted Elizabeth this morning and I said, hey, we have to do a podcast tonight. Not have to. We love talking to each other. Get to. Why don't you yeah, get to do the podcast tonight? Why don't we just do it late tonight? and get ourselves a drink, and just sit and talk. So there's no outline for this podcast. There's no, no, there's when we never have a script, but there's no, I just felt like you and I, especially after our weepy podcast last week, (laughs) we just needed to be for a moment. I know. um, I just, I feel so grateful to you for just, for, for those of you, if you've couldn't already tell. Elizabeth, Elizabeth's been holding my hand for a lot longer than my husband's death because she knew he she knew that he was sick. 
And so um, it's just, it's just amazing to me how much um, love that I feel. And I have felt it from you forever, but particularly in the last couple of months, which were really, really, really difficult. Um, But in the, in all of this that's going on, Elizabeth, I have to tell you, there's just, and I don't know if I said it last week on the podcast, because I don't know what I said last week on the podcast. You should realize. I have no idea. I I heard a lot of reports from people who are out on a walk bawling, and then maybe people were driving by wondering what was going on, but like crying in the best way. Like, I mean, you know, what else, what else do you do? If you didn't cry listening to last week's podcast, you have a black, dark soul. (laughs) And I would like to have a conversation with you. I don't, Marjorie, if we don't laugh sometimes, what are we going to do? You know what? I laughter after Ian passed away, my sons were here with me with my son's girlfriend, Callie. And we all came back to the house together. And, you know, when we talk about, I'm going to wander everybody. So just bear with me. When we talk about best to the nest, one of the things I kept thinking as we were playing cards and my boys were just trying to do anything to make me smile. Yeah. I mean, they were just desperate to make me smile and I think to make themselves smile because they're grieving obviously mm-hmm. and um so we were playing cards and we were telling stories and we were um two of our dear friends from Minnesota drove down the day after he died they just got in the car and drove here and we spent the day laughing um they had brought with them um Ian had performed their daughter's wedding. He had officiated over their daughter's wedding. So they brought his, his homily. So we got to listen to Ian talking about love and what love means and what marriage means. And it was just this beautiful, beautiful day. Joan and Joey, thank you. It was just this, what should have been, as I, as I texted, texted them later, I said, you know, the day after walking into my own home, I would have been in such a deep, 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 dark hole and they just lifted me out Mm -hmm. and kept me out of it and then sort of I was on my way and so when the boys were here and they're cooking I mean I don't think I did anything they were cooking and cleaning and laughing and trying to tell stories about their father and crying and then my older son and I would laugh about the fact that we were so dehydrated because we were crying so much (sighs) you could literally feel that we were dehydrated and so laughter has always been a part of our family and it's still appropriate now. But to the point I was trying to make, when we talk about best to the nest, in purely selfish terms, I realized that the life that I had given my boys and the love that I had given them, because I cared about taking care of them and listening to them and hearing them, all of that was reflected back on me when I needed it. Yeah. And so if you're a mother or a father, just for purely selfish reasons, you're <laughs> going to get old and you're going to need these children to take care of you. So be nice to them because it was really a thing of beauty. Wow. It really was. So. Oh, gosh. I love that image. And I think, um, you know, as you like, as we cry and then we laugh through the tears and then we're crying again and then we're laughing. I mean, it is, um, I think it reminds me so much of what we talk about 
on Best to the Nest too of just feeling the feelings and just yeah. being in them and our sort of countercultural way of trying to trying to say that we're strong enough to get through it. The only way forward is through. Yeah. And you know, sometimes that is the worst. But yeah, it's pretty when I think about awful. my kids, I just like I want them, you know, we talk about this so much, but I just want them to be people who know that they're strong enough to walk through. Yeah. And that even if the steps are really small and even if they are just crawling, and even if like somebody else is kind of dragging them a little bit, like they're strong enough to get through versus the I don't know, that sort of like American need to just like numb or, right, you know, not to try to like push it away, shove it away all as much as you can. I mean, it's, you know, it's my sister called today and I just immediately started crying Yeah, and just, and, um, you know, she was always, she's two years older than I am. And so she was always, always sort of a, a bit of a surrogate mother. And, you know, she was always sort of like, we can do this. It was, she's just so funny. I mean, it's ridiculous to even think about the two of us in high school. We were so ridiculous. And, but she was just so good to me and she's always been so good to me. And, you know, I was thinking about since 2020, I mean, I lost my father in 2020 I lost my mother in 2022. We lost her dog, Jack, in 2022. And then I yeah. lost my husband in 2023. And um, so my sister was saying, you know, Marjorie, you can do this. You can do this. And I'm like, I'm just so tired. Yeah. And she's like, no, we're strong. And it's sort of what you're saying. It's like, because I am, I am a very strong person, but it's like, there's some point where it's just like, I just am so tired. Yeah. I know. And giving yourself the grace to rest though. I mean, I think that's, that's like what goes against your nature a little bit is, <laughs> that's I mean, what she was saying, <laughs> you know, like she's like, it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, then if you're tired rest, you know, I mean, it's, and that's hard to do. I mean, that is the being in it for you. Yeah. That is yeah. the, that is the challenge. That being said, that is way too much in one mm -hmm. year after another like yeah. it feels relentless and it's relentless. made me a little scared yeah which i've never i've never felt that way before but you can't help but um you can't help but recognize the fragility of life and it becomes a cliche mm -hmm. until i've in october i held my mother's hand as she died and then 14 months later, I'm holding my husband's hand as he's dying. Yeah. And, you know, it's so odd. You know, you hear people talk, like, there's the cliche that you'll hear, like, you know, life is just a ride. And it's a cliche for a reason in the sense that the, the fine line between life and death, when you actually watch people take their last breath, it's shocking. It's shocking. Yeah. And it's traumatic. And it's, um, You know, with my mother, I, I wanted to take all the lessons from it because you see it. It's like, you're here, you're gone. And 
that felt like a healthy place to be. Like I could take lessons from having stood with her and being with her in that moment. It's harder to take the lessons from Ian's passing. Yeah. Because I just want it not to be so, mm-hmm. you know, because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense in the way that my mom was 87. She wanted to die. You know, my husband fought hard mm-hmm. to live. So it's just, it's just, just, it's just a lot to make sense of. And so I think about, like, I, I go right to the place of like, what are the lessons? Like, what, what do I learn from this? What does it, how will this help anybody? And I just kept thinking of this quote from Joan Didion who wrote a book called The Year of Magical Thinking. Did you ever read the book? No. You've, Joan talked, about it. You've talked about it as yeah. like one of your favorite things. She's a beautiful writer. She lost her husband in his 70s from a massive heart attack in a moment. She was making a salad. She turned around. He had fallen over and he yeah. died. Yeah. Their daughter was also sick in the intensive care unit at the hospital at the same time. I think two or three Years later, she loses her daughter, Quintana. That that level of sorrow, I don't ever use that word. Like, I never used to use that word because it's so much deeper than sadness. Yeah. But I think with what I've been through, like, I, I get it. I get sorrow. It's such a, a, a deep place. And so there's a documentary on Netflix right now that Griffin Dunn, her nephew, Joan Didion's nephew, did. And in that documentary, she's talking about the death of her daughter Quintana and she said she was thinking back to the kind of mother that she was and she said I think I was always living on the edge of what Quintana was saying don't we sort of all live on the edge of what our children are saying are we really listening and that has stuck in my head for so many months now And I think about that not only in terms of our children, and I talk to my children about it. And I said, you know, because as your kids grow grow up, you sort of talk about they are very clear if they're communicators of where they think you could have been a stronger parent or where you may have gone wrong. And I was talking to my younger son, and I was talking about how sometimes I felt because I was so tired in those years. I was doing the morning show. Mm -hmm. I was working so hard that I was living on the edge of what he was saying. I'm not always, I was responding. I was, you know, I was, but I don't know that every time that I maybe should have, that I would have sat down and actually said, no, 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 let's really take this back 10 levels and let's really look at what you're saying. I don't know that I had the tools to do that. And then I started to think about marriage. And, you know, I know so many couples that have been married for years and years and years and And now I know some of my son's friends, you know, who are getting married. And I think in marriages, we tend to do that as well, Mm -hmm. that we start to live on the edge of what your spouse is saying. We hear it. We might respond to it. And and in my marriage, I'm so grateful that much of it I didn't. But the regret is the time so that I did. Yeah. And you look at that and you think, and it's not as simple as saying you, you took someone for granted. It's not that at all. It's more, it's deeper than that. And I think, you know, I didn't think I would lose my husband when he was 63. And, you know, and and so I think about, you know, I just think about how much I miss him. 
And I, and I, I don't think I took him for granted. I don't. When I look back at our life, we spent a lot of time together. We enjoyed being together. Yeah. But I, I think about that for people who still have their spouse right next to them. And I, I just think, gosh, if he had made it and he, you know, and he had come out of this. Yeah. What would that, in, what would that have intensified? Yeah. Because I, I would have had a deeper understanding of the fragility of it. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it totally does. And it, it's a reminder that it's the little, it's like those little moments that you miss the most instead yeah. of, you know, you're not thinking like we, I like, I'm not hearing you say, you know, we didn't go on this massive vacation to Greece. You know, it's like, no, you just want to hear what he has to say. To say. And that's like, that's like the littlest, you know, it's, it's again, it's like the most insignificant, but the most right. significant, significant at the same time. I'm very into this juxtaposition. Marjorie and I were talking uh, about even fun. before we were recording, but yeah, um, I thought about that the other day. You know, I think every time you lose, anyone loses anyone. And I had a really, um, we have a former, a former coworker at work who just lost her 18 month old baby. And it has just been um, oh my God. very, you know, difficult to say the least. And yeah. when I messaged her about it, she messaged me back and she just said, hug your, just hug your children tight. I mean, that, I, I can't even believe she could even say anything to me. But, yeah. um, but I was thinking the other day, I was driving the kids to school and they were all laughing and they were like laughing and they thought... And like sometimes Bernie does these things and then Frankie thinks she's so funny and he like laughs hysterically <laughs> oh. and then she like does the same thing. Oh. And um, and I had this moment where I thought, and I will get these moments throughout my life. I remember having one of these in like middle school, like thinking you need to look around in the classroom and remember what this feels like because right. you're not going to feel this forever. Right. I remember thinking that when Bernie was a baby, like one day I was sitting nursing her and I was like, you need to remember what her hand feels like on you because you're right. not going to feel this hand forever. And this is what I thought in the car, like you need to remember what this sounds like and what this feels like in right. this car, because you're not going to have this forever. And, um, and it's just those little, like those little tiny things, you know, it's yeah. not like the big birthday party or the thing. <laughs> it's just like hearing them laugh you're remembering how their hand yeah. feels, like remembering what your classroom smells like, like things right. that are like, right. I that I don't know. It's just those little tiny things. It, well, for for us, like for Ian and I, you know, the last I've been in school and I'm so grateful. Like there are so many things I'm so grateful for. And I'm so grateful that I wasn't in a traditional job mm -hmm. because what it meant was we were home together yeah. every day. And he would, because he would prep all of his classes here. He would, I would sometimes drive him to campus. He would teach for an hour, an hour and a half. And then I'd pick him up and we'd have lunch or, and so I think about like, with so much gratitude, the fact that even at night, if I were doing my homework or I were making, if I was making something, he was always creating. And so it was just this easy flow of, look what I made, look what I made, you know? And it was like, you know, he would, he would create a promo for you know the football call at k-state and he'd play it for me and he'd be so proud of it and and i just think about like oh my god if i had you know if i 
been gone every day from nine to six or seven, which in my old job, I always was Mm -hmm. like, I just, I'm just feel so grateful because I know that that situation is not the norm. It's not normal to be 58 and in grad school. That's not normal. (laughs) So You guys have so many degrees, like the punnets. It's like, do you have a wall? Is there a wall with all these degrees hanging? Like, are there (laughs) emblems and placards and like little hats with tassels? Where is this wall? Can I see it? We were joking that we should have a wall with, you know, like old, old timey school pennants, like with all the pennants. Oh, I like, oh yeah, the punnet pennants. The punnet pennants. So we could get those made for you out of felt. It would be so cute. They would be very cute. But yeah, there was a lot of schooling going on. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. So there's, it's just a, you know, every day, my son calls me every day to make sure that I'm out of bed. Yeah. Because that's the hardest thing for me is just to get up. Yeah. And, um, but I just, you know, it's, my aunt wrote to me and just said, you know, every, every sad thought you have, just replace it with gratitude. And it sounds a little bit like, like that would be almost impossible to do. Yeah. But I just am so grateful for so much with him that it's not, it's not difficult. The grief, I mean, is I think it's always going to be here, but I just feel so, there's so many things I feel so lucky about. Elizabeth, somebody called me who's coming to the services for my husband who was one of his first partners in radio and my husband and I were the worst archivists of our creative work worst of all time and he was telling me that he had air checks of my husband in the quad cities and then in Nashville oh my gosh and then my husband's old producer from Chicago has been sending me bits that they did at WGN in Chicago So my husband, quite frankly, is all around me, (laughs) but it's so like he sent me um, this bit that um, my husband did with one of the former writers from Seinfeld. Yeah. And it was this really funny bit. But he's the same age that my son is now. When he was doing that. So Mm. it's like all these weird things are just I mean, how could I not be grateful? I get to hear his voice. I know. Like there's just so much to be grateful for. So I'm living in that space. 
I'm proud of you. You know, I struggle with the gratitude thing. Like, just feel grateful. It's <laughs> it's one of my worst qualities, but I'm working on it. And this it's helping is helping me now, Elizabeth. I know, I know. It helps you through the hard things. But I, I, I have like when you were saying that, and this is no disrespect to your aunt because I'm that was wonderful advice, and that's what you need. Yeah. But as you were saying, like, just replace it with something grateful. Yep. I wanted to like die. I, I was like, oh. oh. Like my body was like rejecting that. That says something about me that I need to work through and I am going to do that. But I love you anyway. Thank you. But isn't that funny? I have the, well, because it it can be kind of a platitude and in a lot of ways it doesn't work. Because to your example, which you always use, which is like, what's the thing about a broken leg? You know, be grateful that I yeah, like if you, you broke your leg, then someone's like, well, you should be grateful you have one because that person doesn't even have one. Right. And that's, then like see, that person doesn't even have that. Well, you should be grateful you have one leg because <laughs> that guy over there has zero right. legs. See, that's where you get frustrated. <laughs> this is a little different. This is just a little different. I know. And so but, I'm need. I'm going to need you to recognize. I'm going to recognize yes. that difference. And then I'm going to work on this. It's like a big girl moment for you. <laughs> Got to grow up a little bit in that one. But yeah, it's, it is a, but it's been helpful to me. And um, anyway, I think being able to hear his voice has to be like really amazing. I mean, I think about that too, with this, um, with this little boy that my friend lost, that Mm -hmm. she has so many videos of him. I mean, and I, yeah, I mean, it is comforting. It's comforting. And again, um, I can't even understand you know, grief is the same, but grief is also different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't begin to understand losing a child. Yeah. I, I can't. As, as a lot of people can't understand, you know, my situation when you lose your husband probably 15 years before. I mean, we are not young, so it's not like, but he was 63. That's also yeah. not old. That's not old. No. And so, but it's just, there's so many there's so many things I think that like for me, what I have found really comforting is my husband wrote a book of how to pray when you're pissed at God. And I helped him edit it years ago, but I haven't looked at it since like, I think it came out in 20, 2009. Yeah. We had him on TCL when it came out. Yeah. We just showed, we just showed a clip of that, of his interview. It was great. So I think it was like, like 10 years ago. Yeah. I'm going to get more. you the full, I'll get you the full interview. Oh, thank so you. you. Can see it. Yeah. But part of what I was struggling with is, what was going on in his mind? Because I, you know, it's it's easy to look at myself and be like, this was what was hard for me without going into specifics. But obviously, you know, he was in a very difficult, he was in the worst position. Yeah. And we were so focused on there was a lot going on from October 3rd until he passed away of mm-hmm. medical tests and a lot. And and I would come up sometimes at night and I'd be like, do you need help getting downstairs? You know, what can I, what can I, because our bedroom is on the first floor. And he's like, no, 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 I'll, I'll be down. I'll be down. Because he was in a lot of pain. And he's like, I'm just praying. And so the book has been really helpful to me to understand because he outlines prayer. Yeah. And what prayer means to him. And so it's actually been very comforting to know like, it's like I have him right here and I can now have the conversation with him that I didn't want to have with him when he was sitting on the couch because I wasn't going to be like plopped down on the couch next to him and say, tell me about how you're praying. You know, tell me. I just wanted him to be in the space that was bringing him peace. Mm-hmm. 
So I wasn't very invasive in that moment. And and sometimes I wish I had been a little bit, I wish I had asked more questions. Mm -hmm. But so reading the book again sort of helps me feel like, oh, that's where you were. Yeah. And you were okay. Yeah. You were finding your way through it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's so yeah, I mean, having those tangible, I'm sure for your friend to ha- being able to see his face mm-hmm. is such comfort. But it's um a st- <laughs> the only way forward is through. Yeah. 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 Well, my heart goes out to your friend. Yeah, that's you give her a hug from me. Oh my gosh. It's a very, it's just been a lot. It's like yeah. just a lot. Um, how dried on your face is that mask right now? Is it how are you doing? Should we talk about the mask? Should we take a hard left turn, Marjorie? I don't, I don't we might have to take a hard left turn because my face might crack. I know um, this is really good for your skin, though. You're using our Pormois Climate Smart Skincare, sponsor of Best to the Nest. And the joy about <laughs> Pormois, they support us high and low, whatever yes. we have going on. And yes. when you feel like, you know, you're like running and the you can't keep up with whatever's happening in your life, at least you can control your skincare. And it, it that is calming. I will tell you, it is calming. <laughs> it is my routine every morning and every night. And when my life is now just putting one step, I'm being very sincere right now. When your life is literally putting one foot in front of the other, having things that are routine are helpful. Now, this mask, I'm reading the little box, is only supposed to stay on for nine minutes. I know. And we kept talking. We're like um, 45. Yeah. So don't be like us, but it smells really good. And it's really good for my skin, and oh, particularly so because good. I spend so much time in front of the computer. So it's called the Botanical Reversal Mask, and it's a wonderful, wonderful product from Pormois. It totally is. And um, and the trick to Pormois Climate Smart Skincare is that it's all about dressing your skin like you dress yourself and really working with whatever weather you're in. So today, did you know this, Marjorie? It was 52 degrees, I think, in Minneapolis today. Unbelievable. Beautiful. In January. So it's like temperate skincare. Yep. I thought I, I wasn't going to pull too. that out until March and turned right. out I needed to get it out today. Um, but there's a little QR code on the top of the bottle. You know exactly which day cream that you should use for the correct weather. And then there's products that you switch out seasonally. And it is an easy system. So go to pormoiskincare.com. That's P-O-U-R-M-O-I skincare.com. Use our code BEST, B-E-S-T, and you'll get 20% off. So use the code BEST. I've been hearing from a lot of you who have been utilizing the code, so make sure that you uh, get in on it and add that botanical reversal mask to your cart and use it for nine minutes. I Yeah, nine, not 45. I will tell you. It doesn't it, feel I, hard and cracky, though. Like, that's no, the next no, no, thing no, no, about no. it. It's not like a clay mask that, like, just dries your skin out. What I'm finding... Um, really wonderful about the products that I'm using right now, it is evening out my skin tone. I know. It's quite amazing. And I, I'll have a great before and after. Probably in about two months, I'm going to do another before and after because I found a picture of myself in Belize where I am covered in freckles. Yeah. And it's not a great look when you're 59. It's cute when you're like 12, but not a great look at 59. So it is sort of evening out my skin tone. It's wonderful. but Oh, I'm so glad. Wow. I'm so glad. So good. here we are, Marjorie. We find ourselves um, 
Where you know, when we don't have a plan, we didn't have an outline. No. And um, I don't, wherever you go, there you are. That's what I say. <laughs> Pretty much. And for those of you listening, just this is what it would be like if we were all having coffee together. I know. So just, just pretend or sit down. I hope you had a nice cup of coffee. I'm drinking whiskey at the moment, yeah. but you can drink whatever you want. But that's hopefully, hopefully you just feel included mm-hmm. with us Yeah, because we, we feel very much a part of all of you. Boy, so do I have a big that. bin of stuff to bring you from our nesters. Oh. They've been writing you cards. They write me cards too. And it's very, very nice. And um, thank you, everybody. I have them all ready for you. So I will be bringing them to you shortly. Yes. Yes. All right. Um, If you're enjoying this podcast, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a review at Apple Podcasts. Maybe don't review this one. Maybe just like pretend like this was a private conversation between all of us. It does feel like, and I'm, I'm kind of sleepy. I'm very, I told you I was going to be in bed by nine. It's 9.09. I know. Yeah. As we're recording this. I know, sweetie, you got to go to bed. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best of the Nest. We are the podcast that brings you home.